Hey athletes, I'm Adam. And I'm Lindsay. And this is Burpee Nation. Burpee Nation. Oh. Should we do it again? No. Good enough. Welcome to this episode of the Burpee Nation podcast. We are back after... A really long time. time. Probably like most of the summer. <laughs> yeah. But it's fall. It is. Football's back. Tis the season. We're back. Yep. Sweater weather is <gasps> semi back. PSL. We're coming back. Hocus Pocus 2 is coming out <gasps> soon. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Halloween will be here before you know it. Yes, but mostly Hocus Pocus 2. Yeah. Actually, our probably next episode after this will be like right after Hocus Pocus 2 comes out. Oh, yeah, you're right. Because you have an ultra coming up. We so should anyway, do a podcast about that. We should do a Hocus Pocus podcast. <laughs> okay. The second one's going to suck. Yeah, probably. It's going to be terrible. They're never good. The only sequel, let's see if you can guess it. The only sequel, I should say like delayed sequel, like sequel that came out years and years after the original. Earbud 2? No, that was like shortly after. <laughs> oh, was it? Yeah. Uh, no, what is the best sequel that came out years after its predecessor? Titanic. And it's recent. Jurassic Park. Jurassic World was actually pretty good. It was. The first one. No, but not the, the last. The third one, yeah. one was awful. And the second one was awful, right? The second one was not good either. I don't know. Top Gun. Oh, yeah. I was fantastic. I was sorry. I was thinking of a Marvel movie. Oh. I don't know if Top Gun's still in theaters. And also, like, The Force Awakens was. That was good. Yeah. That was was really good. Yeah. Um, But I think Top Gun, just like. No, you're right. It was so good. Top Gun was the sequel. Uh, The other one, what you just said, Star Wars, uh, Force Awakens, was like. The sixth star, seventh Star Wars movie, yeah, that they came out with, so. yeah. Uh, so anyway, off topic, but hey, sorry about that. We're here to talk to you about Tough Mudder Poconos, yes, from this last weekend, which included Tough Mudder Infinity, which right. was my first ever ultra race, yeah. And Infinity's like new to the uh OCR world, and yeah, Tough we Mudder. had uh, we talked about it with um. Uh, a while ago. Yeah, with Kyle. With uh did we talk about it with Kyle? Mm-hmm. Okay. A while ago. Yeah. We were supposed to do the one back in in May in Philly, but yeah. like a bunch of different shit happened and yeah. we and we couldn't. Um so this was the time. I did it. He did it, yeah. So uh, we're gonna Lindsay's Ultra's next month, so Right. Right. But so we'll we'll quickly go over Tough Mudder Pocono. Yeah. Five K, ten K, fifteen K. They had all three. Yeah. Um, but then I guess Lindsay has some interview she's gonna interview me. Basically. I have questions. Which I've never been interviewed before, yeah. so this will be interesting. And I feel like because the infinity's so new, hopefully we have some listeners that are like, I want these questions answered too. And it applies to ultras in general. Totally, I'm, a, I'm sure. Absolutely, I didn't see. The, I haven't seen the questions, but I'm assuming they're like general ultra. Because you and I have both like listened to a. You especially have listened to a ton of ultra podcasts. Yeah, I'm a psycho. In preparation, and you learn like some <laughs> stuff is just like, you know, noise. But some stuff you really do like learn something yeah. and, and try different things. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, so yeah, we're gonna. We'll first go over, like I said, the 
the course itself and all that stuff. Yep. And then next month when you run your ultra, we're going to flip the script. I'm going to ask you questions. Oh, okay. So just be, weird, be aware of the questions you're asking me because I get payback next month. Okay. Well, yeah, let's go through the obstacles quick. <clears throat> so they actually, it was both days, the 10th and the 11th. Okay. We were just there Saturday. Saturday, they had the 15K, the 10K, and the 5K. You could do all three. Sunday, just the 10K and the 5K. Okay. Um, now, Sunday, today, when we're recording this, rained like all day. So if you did oh, Sunday's race. I didn't I, even realize. It was Wolf. probably extra muddy today. Yeah. Good thing the infinity wasn't today. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so <clears throat> Lindsay ran the 15K <laughs> course. Uh, if you don't know about Infinity, maybe go back and listen to our, our episode from earlier this year. It's probably in like April-ish um, where we kind of go over everything. But just a brief synopsis, you essentially have... Which I feel like half of it is incorrect, but... Right. You essentially have nine hours to do as many la- as many 15K or 5K laps as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's certain cutoff times yes so we'll kind of talk about that yes uh so should we go over the obstacles yeah because tough mutter is one where like the obstacle name is not you have no idea what you're doing yeah exactly so um let's start off first we'll go try to go through these pretty quickly because there's 30 of them we won't bore you uh kiss of mud which is just a barbed wire crawl yep quagmire was essentially like a mud puddle Mm um Berlin Walls was like a tall wall, eight foot probably, yep. seven foot, eight foot. Yep. Uh, did you get help going over that or how did you tackle that one on your lap? Yeah. Okay, you got help? Yeah. Okay. There were a bunch of people Tough Mudder, if you haven't run one, is very like, prom- they promote helping each other. Yeah. And like even in the Infinity, infinity like people help me, I helped other people over yeah. some obstacles. You because the to. way they're designed, like there's some mud pits you literally like can't get out of by yourself. <laughs> right. So, um, Kill a Gorilla was just like, Kill a Gorilla was kind of stupid. Yeah. It was like a little barrier that was like a foot tall mm-hmm. and then a couple tires and another barrier and another barrier. Yep. I don't, I don't know. It just kind of slows you down. Castaway <laughs> would have been a better. I know. That was Castaway that was a cool, cool obstacle. And yeah. That wasn't here. Um, Hanging Tough, which I think was like the rings. Was it? So it was like, well, some of them had two rings, some had three rings. Yeah, I don't, and it didn't matter which one you picked, but it was rings to like ropes with the little platform for Mm -hmm. your feet at the bottom and then like two bars, swinging bars. Yep. Um, Which it wasn't too bad. Yeah, like a little grip, grip obstacle. Yeah. Um, And then was skid marked, which is their like inverted wall. Mm -hmm. Um, Ladder to hell is like kind of the, tall very tall like ladder <laughs> yeah but wood you go up and over yeah it is a huge like yeah and i would say that like i had to kind of pull jump up to yeah. the next one so they're probably a good i don't know like three feet apart or it something. is Two, three feet apart difficult for shorter people yeah for sure 100 percent. i mean i feel like i'm average height like five four and it's pretty i don't know yeah, you definitely have to jump. But yeah. when you're that far up in the air, like, I understand how it's, totally you know, scary right. for people. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Mud Mile, which, like, on my first lap of Infinity was like, the toughest obstacle on the first lap yeah. because it was still fresh and there was literally a spot that was just muck and my foot got stuck and I was trying to, like, use my hand to pull it out yeah. so that I didn't strain anything trying to pull it out. 
and I literally like the little loop on the back of your shoes. Like I put my finger through that loop to pull it up, mm-hmm. and it snapped. Oh. So I literally had to use both hands, pull the mud off the top, and shovel it to the side. Solid. And then get my hand under the, my foot yeah. and pull up, so I didn't like hurt myself. How do you keep getting stuck? I don't know. It's a problem. It really is a problem. Uh, Tight squeeze, which you go under these like plastic pipes, I guess. And it was tight. Yeah. The name is true to the obstacle. Like that was a tight squeeze. Yeah. You literally have to like get as flat as possible. And just like. And go under. Uh, There's honestly some. Push yourself through mud to like get to the other side. Yeah. Like if you're a heavier person, I don't see a way you could do it. I know. I honestly don't. I know. It was tight for me. It it was. Right. I'm not saying. It was tight for me too. Thin, but. But Right. But. (laughs) Um, Devil's Beard, which is kind of cool. It's just like a big net that you have to yeah. go through. But this one, like, lead, and I don't know if all of these are like this. It led into like a mud puddle. Can I tell you what I did? With like a tall wall that you had to try and get out of. What'd you do? I kind of cheated on this. Did you one. go on top over top of it? No, 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 no. <laughs> I didn't. But I was running towards it and realized. Okay, so it's a really heavy like rope net. It's like a cargo net. Yeah. That's like on the ground. Yeah. And you have to go under it. Um, and it's tight. So I was like, nobody is on this. And there is a shit ton of people behind me. Yeah. So I stopped and retied my shoe. Oh. So everybody else ran in front of me. And I just kind of like drafted off of them. So yes. I didn't have to feel it's it on my back. It's easier if there's more people. Yeah. Because sure. it's I've, heavy. I've had to, I had to do it a few times either by myself or with little yeah. to no people so f- because of the infinity stuff. Yeah. And like it was definitely And harder. for me, like when there's like men who are like taller or bigger- than me, who are holding the net up on their backs. I'm just kind of like crawling You're just like, It's basically just walking <laughs> through air for you. So I was like, point. I just got to tie my shoe quick. Um, so then after Devil's Beard was six feet under. Dead. What was six feet under? Um, I feel like I don't remember that one. Yeah, let me look it up. Sorry, pause. Um, while you're looking that up, I'll just... Uh, quickly talk about the water stations because I remembered right after Devil's Beard was a water station. I wonder if Six Feet Under was that mud pit right after Devil's Beard. Oh, it might have been. Because I, right it af- is, yeah. Okay, right after that was a water. That makes sense because you really needed to get help out of there. Yeah, you did, yep. It probably was six feet down. That makes sense, okay. Uh, one tip I will say for Mud Mile and other stuff like that, if you are trying to do it by yourself just for challenging purposes or nobody's around you. Uh, in Mud Mile especially, I was able to find at the top of the mounds like r- a couple rocks yep. that were in the mud yep. and I kind of like dug out in front of them and used them as a grip. That's what I did with my feet. Like I oh, kind of like see. jammed the like toes yeah. like right above a yeah. rock so that I could use that as leverage to hop out. Yeah, exactly. But so. it is difficult. <laughs> use Use what you can. Yep. In those situations. Um, so I guess we'll get to the water stations later then because we kind of figured out what was going on. Uh, so after uh, Six Feet Under and Devil's Beard, which I guess was like a combo situation, uh, was Crybaby. Woof. And this was the first time you or I had done Crybaby. Yep. Um, also, I'm pretty sure like I'm looking at the map and I'm I'm pretty sure like the route it has everything in is, yeah. is not. It never is. Super accurate. Well, it never is. Yeah, I could be wrong. <laughs> oh, no, no, it is. I'm sorry. I'll I'm see where. At, I'm getting mixed up. Number. So 10, 11. Oh, yeah. And then Crybaby was like, how would you, like a tunnel filled with menthol It was kind air. of, not like a tarp, but it was like a yeah. kind of a tarp, but like thick, a yeah. thick tarp. Um, yeah, they were like 
blowing out menthol fog. Like mist or something? Yeah. yeah like. And, well, no, it wasn't like wet. It wasn't That's like true. a mist. Yeah, it was no, like a fog. More like a fog, yeah. Like a gas yeah. substance. Seriously. <laughs> but when you, so there's like flaps on either side. And when you open up the flap to crawl through the tube, like you can't see shit. There's just The recommendation is close your eyes yes. and go as fast as you can. And I said, I know like a lot of people were saying that they were holding their breath. Yeah. I grabbed my shirt and pulled it over my face. You can't see anything. So like right. your eyes are closed anyway. But then having- you could at least breathe. Correct. Yeah. Like you can take some breaths while you're, while you're going through. That, ma- but that makes sense. Yeah. That's that smart. was a rough one. Yeah. Mental. It was a mental rough one. Yeah. Like totally. you just There's didn't know where you were. Thing. It was difficult to like- yeah. Breathe in normal. <laughs> like I, I would, I would wait until the person in front of you is like definitely out or almost out, and then just like go as fast as you go can. Go as fast as you can. Close your eyes and go. Yeah. I think, I think the one time I went through, I didn't run into somebody until like I felt myself coming out, and they were just also coming out. Okay. So I was like, oh, get like, out of <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and then after that was well swung, which is essentially you have to jump to like a handle. <laughs> Which swings you out and you have to hit a bell. Yep. And then you, no matter what, you're falling into the water. Yes. The bell's over the water. Yeah. Um, now, now, I will say different lanes had different length uh, bars. Some were longer mm-hmm. to help shorter people. So I couldn't reach any of them. And I'm not like the best jumper. So I, I, I didn't know that. Um so I was like, oh, there's no way that I can even, like, I could attempt this, but I know that I'm not going to reach it. So I just right. did a cannonball in the water. <laughs> did you yell cannonball before you did Yeah, it? absolutely. Like Ron Burgundy? Um, Hero Carry was after that. Yep. Which, uh, I mean, I, we can still describe it for anyone who hasn't done a mutter. Sure. That's a pretty standard one, though, yeah. as far as mutters go. You basically have to carry somebody on your back halfway, and then they carry you the other halfway. Yep. Um, just the tip, which is an interesting one. It's basically a wooden ledge, uh, along a wall. So you have to go sideways, a wooden ledge, then yeah. four rock holds, and then another wooden ledge. Yeah. So you're, you're just using your, your grip, your grip, your like basically your fingertips, just the tips the, right. to, yeah. And then electric eel, which is a crawling electric obstacle, like yep. you're crawling through water. Um, dong dangler, which is if you've ever done a Spartan, like Tyrolean traverse, mm-hmm. you're, um, upside down traversing, uh, with a, um, but across a river with a rope. It's basically. like a tight rope though. Like it's a flat one. It's yeah, not these a, were, yeah, not, uh, not a tight rope. What are those slack line? Yeah. It's like a slack yes. line rope. Yep. Um, cage crawl, which was, I think my favorite. I know. Well, I shouldn't say my favorite cause I so love blockness monster. And I, I, get... I don't know if anything will ever be better than that, yeah. but. I'm not claustrophobic, but I get like nervous with water stuff because I am. I have a fear of drowning. Well, yeah, yeah and I'm like, <laughs> like, I don't want to drown. Well, the pictures on Tough Mudder's yes. website. It makes look... it look like all that's sticking out is like your mouth and your nose. Right. And maybe one eyeball. It's aggressive. <laughs> yeah. So, but when you're there, I'm like, I think I have a good amount of space to be comfortable with this. And yeah, it wasn't bad. My you're ears. You're floating on your back. Oh, it felt it's so nice. good, especially after running. Yeah. Like, especially on my second and third, like, 9, 15K lap. Yeah. Like, and it's funny because there was, like, an older lady and her daughter, like, that were running it. And she was, like, talking to the – I could see her talking to the volunteer as I was coming up to it, like, mm-hmm. kind of freaking out a little bit. Oh. And I was, like, 
it's super easy like literally just like lay on your back let your legs float and yeah. then pull yourself with your arms and, and she, you don't even she have to literally she literally like beat me to the other end it Yay. was like oh, that was easy Good. so like biggest thing like if you're claustrophobic or whatever like you yeah. said like it's really not that bad. I don't. My ears like barely went under some of the parts. Yeah. And just like relax, literally just float, yeah. and buoyancy does the nice. rest. Just like ladder it, it with your good. arms. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think I use like my finger. I one right one fingertip <laughs> each just to be like. And push I totally me. <laughs> took my time. Like I. Was, oh yeah. I was using it as like a rest for my legs. Yeah. I was like, let my legs just float nice. here and like yep. let it kind of. I agree. Take the pressure off. That was a really cool one. <laughs> uh, sack up. Oh, which was a um, that was a like sandbag, sandbag carry. Yeah, yeah, which was short. Yeah, but it was through it the woods, so I saw like a person <laughs> trip and fall. Probably some poison ivy in there if you're wearing shorts. Ooh, it smelled like deep tea berries through the woods. Oh, did it? Yeah, oh, it was nice, nice. refreshing. Um, lumberjacked was. Uh, oh, it was like the logs, Those log three hurdles, logs. Yeah, that you just kind of had to roll over. Yeah. Uh, trench warfare, which is just like dug under and there's like a tarp covering it like oh, it's yeah. a tunnel with a yep. tarp over top uh widow's peak which was kind of like another slack line thing but this time mm-hmm. there was one above you one below you so you had your feet on one and you're but pull- the one that was arms. below you is in the water eventually yeah 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 at first it's just above but once you're mm-hmm. in the like by the time you're to the middle yes your feet are getting wet yeah um then Shawshanked, which is like a tube that goes uphill that you crawl up there is a rope in there to kind of help you and then so you're probably what when you get to the end of that tube you're what like 10 feet above water yeah it's a decent drop yeah it is uh and then you have to jump into a pool of water basically yeah. uh funky monkey which is their like monkey bar mm-hmm. to wheels mm-hmm. uh everest which is like the warped wall kind of situation yep and then you get down with a cargo net blockness monster which is like our favorite obstacle, probably. I know. Three rotate, three no, two rotating blocks in water. Yes. Um, pitfall is literally just like a mud pit with random holes in it. I know. That you Which can you trip fall in. almost <laughs> every time. Yeah. Now I stayed. I saw on the first lap. I saw a guy walking on the left side of it. Okay. So I followed him, and there was maybe like one tiny drop. That you can kind of anticipate, and then one like step up, which I you saw me trip the one time. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. Um, but that was it. Uh, Arctic Enema, which is their freezing cold um, water. Now we've seen it With a ice. couple different ways. Oh no! When we were in Florida, they had Arctic Enema. You went down a slide. Oh yeah, into a pool. I forgot about of that. Freezing cold water, and then climbed out on a cargo net. Yeah, this was a dumpster. Right. Which, if you ever done a savage race, it's kind of like their shriveled Richard, mm-hmm. but you don't have to go under anything. Right. Like it was just a dumpster full of ice water. So what I did, which to, I think this is smart. Yeah, what I did to minimize if it's set up like this, is I stood at one end, and I jumped out as far as I could, which was towards the end. Towards the end, which was far enough. That I could reach the end and immediately and then jump immediately out. pulled myself. Yes, yeah, so you didn't so have I to was, like wade through the water. Right, my legs were in the water for like two seconds. Yeah, probably. Uh, and then Mutterhorn, which is their super tall A frame. Yep. And I feel like when we got there, it looked smaller. But then when I did it, I was like, no, this is probably yeah, about right. <laughs> I agree. Which is so weird. It, I think it's because I think it was the surroundings. When we were, yes, when we were in Florida, there was nothing else around it, and yeah. everything was like flat. Flat. Yeah. 
Yeah. And this was right next to a grandstand for a racetrack. So it, it was kind of dwarfed by the stands right. a little bit. Uh, and then finally was electroshock therapy, which you run through electric wires. Mm-hmm. So Towards the finish. That was um, the ones that were, I'm trying to think of the easiest way. To, not all of those were in the, those, those were all in the 15K. Um, you know, some of them were not in the 10 and the 5K. Right. I think there was only 12 of them in the 5K. And they were all like, none of the really difficult ones. Like Kiss a Mug, Quagmire, Mud Mile, Tight Squeeze, Devil's Beard, Six Feet Under, Everest, Blockness, Monster, Pitfall, Arctic Enema, Motorhorn, and Electroshock Therapy. So they they kind of make it a little more beginner friendly. Totally. For that one. Yep. So as they should. Yeah, totally. Um all right, so do we want to talk about infinity now? Yeah, or do so we want to talk about anything else with like the race itself cuz you did a lap too. So. I did. Yeah, I just did the 15k um and then went out to cheer Adam on. Um I wanted to talk about the course real quick because I feel like, well, for me, this is the first time doing Pocono and running through the Pocono Raceway and seeing like yes. the race cars literally cool. practicing around us yeah, that was, was really awesome. Cool. And it was funny because at one point I was walking through kind of near the, trying to find you, I don't know, but there was a family and the one kid was like, are they playing race car sounds? <laughs> and I, I'm assuming it was... His father was like, I don't know. I don't know if there's actually race cars in there driving around or if they're playing race car sounds just to like, yeah. And I actually turned around and I was like, no, they're racing out there and you run through it. They were like, what? Yeah. Like it was it really was cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. And like there were even parts of the 15K course where you weren't within the racetrack itself. Like you couldn't see the track, but you know, there was like a thing of woods mm-hmm. and the track was right on the other side of it because every once in a while you heard cars driving by. Really and loud, like, oh, yeah. they're right there. Yeah, it was it, cool. It was very cool, yeah, because we've, we've done Philly before down mm-hmm. in Coatesville and that one's cool too, like rolling hills. A lot of rolling hills, yeah. Um, But this was a cool, like, it was cool to go out into the racetrack a little bit. It was, and, and I there. really enjoyed the, like, trails. Yeah, very runnable. Very runnable. Very runner-friendly yeah, trails for It was sure. nice. Yeah. It was a nice, like, run, especially for Infinity to, like, rack up those miles because it was just it was just a nice run. Yeah. And, it, I mean, it still had its fair share of, like, incline. It wasn't, you know, totally flat. But, yeah. Um, you know, and the amount of, let's see, so if I, I did, do we want to say how much I did for the Infinity yet, or do you want me to save that? Um. Yeah, I mean, that was going to be my next question. How far you went? Do you want me to wait? Mm. Or are we there? No, We're go there? Ahead. We're yeah. ready to go. Yeah. We're there. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> how far did uh, you go? So I did 60K. Which is how yeah. many miles? Uh, What, 37? 0.28. <laughs> Damn kilometers. Um, But in that 37.28 miles, it was 2,200 feet of ascent. Mm-hmm. So not crazy. Right. Like 2,200 is a lot if you're doing two miles, but if you're doing 37 miles, it's not as bad. Yes. So, uh, what, so go ahead. I'm interviewing you. Sorry, yeah. He can't. This is what you do. Like, you just want to talk. I haven't been inter. Like, I don't. You, I'm usually I know. interviewing. I know. You're like, let me just talk about everything. I run the show. <laughs> no, I'm well aware <laughs> of that. Um, 
Now I forgot what I was going to ask. Oh, sorry. Texas Hold'em was also in the 5K and 10K. That's that, that like wedge thing that you have to hold somebody on the other side and walk oh. sideways across. I saw some guy do that by himself. How? And he, he jumped on it like a box jump. Okay. So his like left foot was angled, was on- his right foot was angled, and then he just balanced his yeah, way yeah, through. Yeah. Did someone tell him he's not doing it right? I was like, you do you, Go ahead, bro. Sir. You got this. <laughs> he did. He got it. He did get it. Um... So, what time did you start? So, they went off late. It was supposed to be a 7.30 start. We started at 8.01. Wow. Okay. And then what time did you finish? Like, how many hours did you have? Nine. Nine hours. So, we had until 5.01. So, you had nine to hours off to run as many miles and laps as you could. With cutoffs, yeah. Okay. And how did you place? Tenth. Overall. 10th. Congratulations! 10th out of the men, 11th right. overall. Yeah. Okay. What did you end up wearing? Do you want to like tell them your strategy, what you wore, why you wore it? Sure. So I have like Under Armour tights that are heat gear, but they're long. Like they're full. They're not shorts mm-hmm. or anything. So I like to wear those for a lot of races unless it's really cold or really hot. But even when it's really hot, like they're kind of nice because they're heat gear. They're meant for like hot stuff. So anyway, so I wore that and then I wore a SPF like, uh, what would you call it? Like a spandex shirt. Yeah. Um, But I got it loose fitting. Like it's not compression. Right. I purposely bought a size larger. So it made like compression. Right. But it it was a little looser. Yeah. And I did that on purpose because... Compression for me, sometimes if it's too tight, it like kind of restricts my breathing a little bit Mm -hmm. or at least makes it uncomfortable at the very least. So I did that so that I would just at least have the benefit of like it being able to dry or not be like super heavy like cotton gets. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I had to wear like the purple vest on top of that. But the other reason I wear that stuff is because, well, A, with uh, dong dangler, (laughs) <laughs> I needed something covering my calves yeah. so I could slide up the the rope, yep. which is like the Tyrolean Traverse, um, so that I don't get rope burn on my legs. Yep. But also, because there's so many water obstacles, and it was supposed to get warmer in the afternoon, and it did. The morning was like nice and cool and cloudy. But when you're wearing that stuff um, and you get wet, it stays like wet and keeps you cool. Yeah. So that was a big benefit. Yeah. Yeah, they say that. I know I told you like the one of the – podcast that I listen to um, for ultra running, they say to actually wear more clothing to keep you cooler. A, for especially if you can like wet yourself, Yep. not pee your pants, but just like wet yourself to keep you cool and for like SPF purposes because yeah. obviously the sun like. And that was my big thing too is like I didn't want the sun like beating on me all day. Now, yeah. you, I mean, you have like a purple penny bib mm-hmm. vest thing on, but like even still like you know, my shoulders would have been exposed, my upper yeah. arms, my stomach, my lower back, like all that. Yeah. So were you comfortable in that? Like you don't think that you would have changed what you wore? No, you would have definitely not. Again. Yeah. And you know what? Um, so do we, I don't want to like jump ahead, but as far as like my belt, mm-hmm. so that like kind of played a part of it. Like your, what pants you chose? Um kind of not really i guess no i guess i can wait to talk about that i'm sure you're gonna talk about yeah that later but um i did wear like an under layer like a base layer short tight 
thing, like oh, very those. thin yes. spandex shorts so that I could put my belt on, my waist belt w- to hold all my nutrition and then pull my like Under Armour pants over top of it to keep it secure and not moving around on me or exposing it to like the mud and right. all that directly. Which I do have a video of. If you follow me on Instagram, you can see oh. him taking his pants off. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, that was to apply the icy hot stuff. Yes. Yes. Um, I'll so just pull my pants down at random times in races. I just want to clarify that. I mean, that's not, Typi- what I heard. not typically. Typically, <laughs> it's frowned upon. Is it really? I would think so. I if mean, I didn't pee check. in that water. You can't pull. Your pants I guarantee down? you, people pee in that water. Oh, I know they do. Hundred percent. Which, like I said, like there's plenty of porta potties, mm-hmm. but I did like I made sure to hydrate enough that I had to pee like yeah. So you used the porta potties. I used the porta potties. I used pee. one per lap, basically. Well, one per fifteen. Kilos. Did you try to pee your pants? No, I didn't try. You just like couldn't couldn't uh, do it. I just figured, like honestly, like I'm not in that much of a hurry. <laughs> like. <laughs> Right. Yeah, <laughs> like, you were. I could above afford your to kind of like schedule. For take a, a second pee, and like honestly, yeah. when I was in there peeing, like I was still making sure I was kind of moving my legs a little bit, like okay. just kind of like bouncing a little bit or something <laughs> like that. So I'm not the just porta potties moving. And sedentary. Like, yeah, like I didn't want to like totally stop moving. Yeah. So I remember we did our marathon, and I we stopped to like pee that one time, and after that, my yes. knee started hurting, and I didn't want that to happen. Okay. So, you had, so like, I PTSD did like I from yeah, that. like I kind of like would lift one leg up, would lift the other okay. leg up, like. Like mini squats, like yeah, I like it. Guys, Adam can't pee in water. It's like yeah, a pool, it's, ocean, it's, nothing. So I told him. Well, you're him, not supposed to pee in a pool. Let's get that out there. <laughs> right. Not that I do that. Right. Okay. So. But yeah, I can't pee forward. in like an ocean, a lake, a pool. Nothing. So I told him since his pants are already wet, I'm like, just pee your pants. Yeah. If you're like cutting it close. Yeah. I get real bad at that. I totally forgot about that. You tell me. That's that, okay. If you had, you had time. I did, yeah. I was, I was ahead of schedule. Yeah. Which is good. Okay. So this next question is kind of like a twofer, I guess. Um what um I guess tell us what you brought to like the pit area for your transition. Um and then obviously like what you actually used and then what you brought on the course with you, like what you had with you. So and I'm sure you know, some people do it differently, but we had packed a cooler, not a big cooler. So you, for this race in particular, you get like a half a table, mm-hmm. like a fold-up table. Um, so we had a cooler that I filled with ice. I pre-filled, so I went out a couple days before and bought little eight-ounce water bottles, and I pre-filled them with some with a scoop of Tailwind, and some Which with is endurance fuel. Yes. It's basically a powder that you drop into water. And it's like 100 calories. It has sodium. Yep. like it's Electrolytes, yeah. all the things that you need. So, I mean, you can probably find this on a lot of podcasts and just Googling it. But from everything that I was looking at, I needed to be taking in about 200 calories per hour. Mm-hmm. And I was not including pit stops as in those calories. Okay. So, uh, like, I like the tailwind was 100 calories, but I was not including that in what I wanted to my my 200 per hour. Right. And everybody's gonna be different. Like, I'm 165 pounds, so I probably don't need as much as you know someone who's 185. Right. And I probably need more than someone who's 130. Right. So, 
Uh, but anyway, so we filled that with Tailwind. I filled it with uh, Clean Hydration, which is essentially like electrolyte mix. Mm -hmm. I think it had about 60 calories in it, some sodium, like that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, and then some Gatorade bottles, little 12-ounce Gatorade bottles. Uh, so those were all your electrolyte options? Yep. So those were things like I did not want to bring a Hydra Pack out there. Like I don't like running with a vest on okay. at all. Um, and there were six six or seven... There was a good amount of water stations. Seven, there. yeah, seven water stations. Yeah. One had Gatorade, one had bananas. Mm -hmm. I remember. Um, one had some of those bars too. Those like yeah, bars. that's right. I ignored that one. I didn't want to be in a bar. Mm -hmm. Honestly, everyone's um, different. Yeah, like I need stuff that's not dry. Yeah. When I'm running. Yeah. Like I need. I know to that's be... why. Like you don't. Like a lot of ultra runners will eat the honey stingers, but I've also like I know that you said the it was waffles. dry. I've yeah. also heard again another podcast that I listened to. <laughs> they talk about that being dry. Yeah, I, we heard somebody who was like, "Oh, all I do is mashed potatoes, tailwind, and honey mm -hmm. stinger waffles," and I'm like, "I couldn't do the waffles." I heard, and I couldn't do the tailwind alone because it it doesn't quench my thirst. Yeah, this one guy puts um, I think it's called like Justin's nut butter. Oh. Um, you can buy it in like any soup, like supermarket, but he brings like a little packet of that and puts it on the, apparently it's like great for like endurance athletes, Okay, but he puts, but it, he on the puts waffle? it on the waffle and like, That's he's like, that is like a treat when I'm running like long distances. Yeah. I would need like yeah. <laughs> a cup of water with that. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to do it. So he's anyway, about it. also in there I put, um, so we had heard about like, bringing something like soda was a big thing you heard about mm -hmm. so i brought like a little bottle of coke yep um like a little candy treat now i don't i didn't want to go with like a gummy candy like skittles or something yes. like that because to me that <coughs> had a chance to like sour my stomach a little bit like because of the type of sugar that's in that i don't know uh how i justified no, that, that would but make sense. yeah like I, i've you know when you eat too much candy like gummy candy you're yeah. you get a bad stomach if I eat too many M&Ms, I just get full. I don't think when you're running, you're craving like gummy candies. You're either just craving sodium or sugar or yeah. you're just freaking hungry or thirsty. <laughs> right. So so I put peanut M&Ms in there because I was like peanut. Number one, I love peanut M&Ms. Yep. I think if you heard my interview with Cole Sager a couple months ago, we yes. both talked about how much we love peanut M&Ms. So like that is a treat for me. You could use regular M&Ms. You could use um, whatever you want. Mm -hmm. But I, I would still probably recommend like a chocolate. Yes. Um, so anyway, on top of that, what was helpful was the peanuts were in there, which is good yeah. fuel. So did you crave that at one point where you were like, I want like something sweet or no, chocolate or candy? No, actually no. You just were like, oh, they're there, so I'll just yeah. take a handful? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, I think I did it after lap two and after lap three. Okay. Um, so that was in the cooler as well, the Coke. And then- Sorry, just real quick. When you say lap- so, like, the first lap that you did was the 15K? Yeah, so for clarity's sake, I did three 15K laps and then three 5K laps. Okay. Because the 15K lap was closed when I got on to my 5K laps. Okay. Um, and then also in, in the cooler was uh, Hoagie. Mm. Six-inch Hoagie, which, like, literally, what, a day before we decided to get? Or two <laughs> yeah. days before? Yeah. I was like, you know what, like... I don't know if I'm going to need it, but, you know, I don't want to run into a situation where I'm just starving. Yeah. And, like, I had I had the ability, and some ultra races are like this. There's as many laps as possible. Like, I had the ability to pit every 
whether I wanted to nine right. miles or f- three miles. So like might I was well able to plan right what was, you think you might crave. I was able to plan ahead. So I didn't want to be like three laps in and be close to what my goal was and be like, I am just dying of hunger. I'm so hungry. So I knew like if I worst case scenario, I could eat some of that. Yeah. Um, other worst case scenario, like I finish the race and I'm hungry mm-hmm. and I want to eat that. So like I was like, might as well. Right. Uh, and I think I maybe ate half of it. I mean, I think I ate an entire half. Yeah. Um, so that was in there. And then I had some bananas. I had two. I took a, like one of those small bags of potato chips, put okay. it into two. two Just plain potato chips? Lay's potato okay. chips, yeah. And then put it into two uh, Ziploc bags. Mm-hmm. So like I think it was 160 calories for the bag. So I split it into two, so 80 calories each. Uh, what else was in my, so I had like a plastic bag filled with stuff that didn't need to be in the cooler that right. was just for pits. So right. that was the bananas. It was the, um, the chips. And I feel like there was something else in there. Do you remember? Um, I forget. I might not have, maybe it was just those. I don't remember anything else. Yeah. Well, I think the M&Ms might have been there in there at one point, but. That you took on the course with you then? Yeah, I had so I had a separate bag with my co- on course stuff mm-hmm. because I didn't want to be mixing and trying to finagle with all that, right? Like in the pit. So before you get to that though, what what else did you bring in the pit that you? I know you said you had like an extra pair of shoes just in case. You yeah, had stuff like body glide. Yeah, uh, I brought a ton of what stuff. other like first aid things did you bring? I brought a ton of stuff that I didn't end up using. And I brought a ton of stuff that I... Which I think uh, is great. That I did You use. never know. <laughs> um, so I wore... Obviously, I wore a pair of shoes. Trail shoes. But not everybody did wear a pair of shoes Yeah, I, I ran into somebody <laughs> on the course who ran the Infinity barefoot. I don't know how far he went. I love... Like, I have questions. Yeah. I don't know how far he went, but... <laughs> uh, so I packed two extra pairs of, sho- pairs of shoes just in case. Again, okay. didn't plan on using them, but you never know. This was my fir- also my first ultra, by the way. I don't know if we mentioned that. So, like, I yes. didn't know what to expect fully. Yes. You know, next time I would probably just pack one extra pair, to be honest, because, you know. Well, now you know. Yeah. Uh, I brought two extra pairs of socks, or no, sorry, three extra pairs of socks, uh, a pair of shorts, and another base layer pair of shorts, and another shirt. Okay. None of which I used. Right. I kept the same shirt. Pants, socks, shoes, shoes the whole time. There were a couple times because of the muddy water and what's down there, like rocks get in your shoes and stuff. Mm -hmm. I think twice I took my shoes off to get that stuff out. Okay. I took a second to just, and honestly, like my shoes over time loosened as well. So it it was good. Like it felt nice to take it off, get that stuff out of there and then retie my shoe and get them tight. Yeah. Yeah. So... That's smart also, for someone that's like gonna continuously run, right? Because yeah, rocks equals blisters. Blister. <laughs> like there was one. There's actually one point I remember. I was running. There was a small. I knew it was small, like a little tiny thing. The princess in the but pea. it was right on my freaking like yep. arch. Yeah. And after <laughs> like, like five go. minutes, I'm like, I gotta take this out because yeah. it. And like even after I took it out, it still felt like it was there for a minute or yeah. two. Like it was crazy. But anyway, back to the, like the pit stuff. Um, I also had like roll on icy hot, mm-hmm. which was like 
that roll-on thing that I you know. got. The, it's like a little ball yeah. that, like, oh my god, it's, it's the so, so nice. it's the KT tape brand. Okay, of like menthol, yeah, and it works better when after you're like. Body's been moving. I didn't put any of it on before the first lap. I only put it on after laps. That's nice, right? It was great. It kicks in after like maybe 10, 15 minutes and it's nice. I packed Body Glide. I only used it in the beginning. I put it on my feet. I have no blisters. My toenails are going to fall off for sure, (laughs) but I have no blisters. Yep. So I don't know if it was because of the Body Glide or just because of the way the shoes fit me well, like whatever. I don't know. But you'll take it. I'm not going to ask questions. Right. Um, I had ibuprofen Mm -hmm. of which I, you know, what's funny is, so I took one before the race. Maybe we'll talk about the pre-race issues I had at some point. Sure. Let's tell everybody. (laughs) But, um, one I had before the race and I wanted to take two after my second lap because I was like halfway ish Mm -hmm. and I forgot. Like, I was back out on the course and about, like, half a mile, and I was like, shit, I didn't take any ibuprofen. Oh. And I'm like, I don't feel like I need it, but I wanted to stay ahead. Mm-hmm. So I took, I took it after the third lap. Why are you taking it? Just to pre- reduce inflammation and stuff. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't for your um, foot injury? It was to, like, that was in mind. Okay. Like, to kind of make sure that didn't flare up. Okay. Because um, I was But it wasn't off, the main reason. No, I was coming off an Achilles injury, which, like... It was Achilles tendonitis, which is inflammation mm-hmm. of like one of the areas. So like ibuprofen helps it a lot. Yeah. Uh, so I did want to kind of make sure that didn't flare up, like kind of get ahead of that too. But just in general, like just to help your body not get inflamed. Yeah. Really, honestly. Um, and like to keep little nagging pains like from being too crazy. Right. Uh, so I did take that after the third lap. Okay. Um, I also had in like uh electrolyte tablets or mm-hmm. capsules and um what's it called um sr carnison which is like a beta alanine okay which uh just helps with fatigue a little bit you know uh you'll find it typically in a lot of pre-workouts for like lifting mm-hmm. uh but a much higher dose like i took a low a low just dose. to keep you going just to like because you didn't have any caffeine the, in the afternoon you said right uh just what was ever in like the soda and my chews right which is not i had not a lot a of ton. caffeine at all that yeah. day and that was because like i was having stomach issues at the beginning of the day and i didn't want to like yep i literally had a pre-race drink that i was going to drink it had 75 milligrams of caffeine it had like beet um extract in it which Mm -hmm. is supposed to be good for endurance endurance and stuff like that and like i was having stomach issues literally what like a half hour before the race you were nervous and i was like i do not want to like do anything to make it worse so i'm not even gonna drink this i didn't even drink like i wanted to but i was like i'm not drinking this so i had the only caffeine i had yeah was from like the soda candy yep which is just sugar really so you took tums and then you had tums just in case you had any like GI issues. Yes, had extra. I had um, one of my fuels, as you know, was a soft pretzel. Mm-hmm. I had an extra soft pretzel. I had like in the front pocket of the cooler was an emergency thing. Mm-hmm. It was an extra soft pretzel. It was like an extra bag of chips. Yeah. It was um, band-aids, Neosporin. Yeah. Luckily, I didn't need any of that. Yep. But. And I know like the one, uh, <laughs> again, another podcast I listened to. Um Kind of talked about like ultra marathon runners, um, you know, when they're in like transition area halfway, um, <clears throat> something that helps them freshen up 
and different people use different things. Uh, baby wipes to like just wipe themselves down, feel fresh, mouthwash, gum, something that's like minty. You kind of feel like refreshed and it's new flavor in your mouth. It kind of yeah. like help cleans you out. I brought um, all three of those. Yeah. And like I, did, didn't, I use didn't use any of them. a single one. You just no. kept going. But yeah. you never know. Like It all you, depends how you feel. Like right. Honestly, for me, like I said, when I... I think I only did it twice, but when I took my shoe off, got the rocks out and retightened them, mm-hmm. like retied them tighter. They're not tight, like pulling them tight, but just tight how they were when I started. Like yeah. that for me was like nice. Yeah. Like it felt good. Yeah. But yeah, I could see like the baby wipe thing probably in like a tough mudder doesn't yeah. do much because any type of like mud half, obstacle in a half race, mile, yeah. you're back in the mud yeah. anyway. Yep. Um, the reason I, I probably could have done the mouthwash like mm-hmm. in the pit but most of the pits i was like trying to eat quick right so i didn't really have time and you were to like do that. when you started running again you were still chewing your dr- food <laughs> well and i was drinking like so those little bottles yeah so every lap i drank i like more or less chugged the tailwind because mm-hmm. it was a little eight ounce bottle and then i grabbed either the hydration or a gatorade and i carried that with me until the first um the first water station, which was about like three quarters of a mile into the yeah into the course, so yeah. um, like I could have mouthwashed, but two seconds later I'd be drinking Gatorade and I wouldn't feel it anyway. Same thing with the gum; like I was yeah. There was never a good time for me to chew gum because the way <laughs> I was fueling was I was trying to consume every fifteen minutes. Right. Everybody's different, but right. that's just that was my strategy, and it worked. And it worked. You said you didn't have any like issues the whole time you weren't hungry you no i mean there were a couple times yeah there was a couple times where like i knew i had to like make sure i wasn't missing my mark yeah on the fueling and there were a couple times where i was like i think i can go like every 20 minutes for a little bit yeah like after i had that half a hoagie right i was like you know what i can wait a little while yeah so speaking of fueling and i know that you told everyone that you don't carry like a vest or a hydro pack or anything out with you on your back so what did you bring with you to carry food and what did you feel with you out there so i bought on like amazon but i'm sure like you can find it other places it's just that waste that waste pouch it's almost it's like a fanny pack but it's thin yeah but it's not like a normal typical like no so this one has two pouches right in it so like the middle is sewn together and then there's a pouch that probably like hits your hip bone on either side and it's zipper and it's thin, but but it's deep. Yeah, like the pouches open it, it up expands. to like, you could probably fit like a full size like Gatorade bottle in each side. You absolutely could, yeah. Like it's... Yeah. It, it's very, um, like if you have nothing in it, it's very small. Right. But you can put a lot of stuff in it. It's like a kangaroo. It's like a kangaroo pouch. I don't know. Like it is a kangaroo pouch. So um, like it was fine. It it was honestly, and it's it's like water resistant. Yeah. There's like a lining in there, so that like helps a little bit. Yeah. It's obviously not that that stuff can't get wet. No. So um, so I had that, which like I obviously ran with a bunch of times Mm -hmm. um, to get ready, and then I found also like on Amazon, but I'm. I'm sure you can find them other places. I don't know about Walmart and stuff, though. Like, I don't... I don't think I've ever seen what you're... So I found these, like, small Ziploc bags. Like, Um, very small. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, what, like, uh, two inches by one inch, maybe? Something like that? Like, you could fit... Like, it's probably, like, a little wider than a quarter. 
Yeah. And then like, yeah, a couple inches tall. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just, they're just big enough uh, to hold 50, 50 calories worth of fuel. Yep. Um, so essentially, I packed them all each with 50 calories of fuel and I filled up four, uh, I'm sorry, two for every hour. No, four for every hour because I need 200. Yep. My math is fuzzy. Uh, and so I, like the day before I did that, I just kind of packed them all. So I used a uh, soft pretzel from like a convenience store, mm-hmm. um, which I- For some carbs and sodium. Yeah, that, now that, and that's high in calories. I think one pretzel was like 330 calories. So I was able to kind of cut that up into like six pieces. Okay. Or I mean six like bags. And like that was the hardest one to fit in those bags. Because a pretzel is so big. <laughs> right. But I, I like shoved it in there, zipped it. Yeah. And I didn't need it to be like beautiful. Like I right. just needed to like fit it. Right. Uh, so then I did kind of an assortment of raisins, um, the pretzel. And I only could, I, I only did one pretzel for the whole day. I didn't want to like overdo it. Okay. I didn't want to like go crazy on the pretzel. Right. Um, raisins, I think I did two of those little boxes okay. total uh gummy bears mm. um honey stinger chews okay. and then the honey stinger performance chews which are higher in like sodium they have caffeine i think they i don't uh no they're a little bit higher in calories too okay i think it's like 150 calories per like six or seven okay the regular ones are 100 calories per yeah. six but no caffeine uh, and that was it Okay. As far as what I took with me. Yeah. So every lap, I just to be on the safe side, like, so I wanted a 15K loop to take me two to two and a half hours, but I packed three hours worth of stuff. So I would take my belt off. I would fill one side with, you know, six packs. The other side was six packs uh, and then put it back on. Right. And go. Right. And I try again, like I just tried to make sure I was consuming them every 15 minutes or so. I tried to also kind of, uh, because a lot of times that stuff makes you thirsty. Mm-hmm. I tried to coordinate it so that like, you know, after I did the first lap or two, like I kind of knew where the water stations were. Yeah. So I had a better idea of when to take them. I tried to take them right before water stations right. as opposed to like right after. Did you stop at every water station? Like you got water at every yep. station? A cup or multiple cups? Uh, just a cup for the most part. There was a couple of times where I was a little extra thirsty. Okay. Towards the afternoon especially where okay. I, I drank two cups, yeah. Okay. Um, I did notice, uh, interestingly enough, and, and the only thing I could think of was that instead of Gatorade, I drank that hydration. Right. Um, so like... You know, you you even said to me before, like, make sure you're drinking enough so that you have to pee. Like, if you're not, if you don't have to pee, you're not drinking enough. Yeah. Luckily, it wasn't, like, super hot. But, like, the first lap um, around mile seven, probably, I think I peed. And then I think on the second lap, like, I, I, so after, sorry, after the first lap, I took Gatorade out with me on my second lap in the Mm -hmm. beginning. After the second lap onto my third lap, I took the hydration out with me. And that. On that lap, I had to pee sooner, and my pee was clearer. Okay. So I don't know if that's the correlation or whatever, but um, like I did at no point did I feel dehydrated. Interesting. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So. Wow. wow. And okay. then, and then when when I came in, this is one thing. When I came in after my last fifteen k lap, and was going out for the five k laps, 
I think it was what a little bit after two, mm-hmm. and I had until five. Yep. So I literally packed another three hours worth because I didn't plan on pitting the rest of the day. Right. Right. So. Okay. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, you should put your put the links to the tailwind, the clean hydration, the bags, and then your like uh, waist belt. Yeah, that's a good idea. Because I feel like that worked great for you. Yeah, and I mean, it's going to depend on your race, you know. Yeah. But if you have water stations. Infinity specific. Yeah, but even honestly, we'll see. I mean, the Spartan Ultra, I don't know how many water stations there are. But if I can get away, like, I feel like even on a beast, like, I wouldn't carry a a water Mm -hmm. vest because there's so many water stations. Right, right. So if there's just as many for uh, an Ultra and it's not crazy hot now what you might want to put in your water pack is like tailwind or something because you only get one stop right but um that vest even just to carry all of your like cheese solid nutrition or whatever yeah like cheese cheese if you want (laughs) everybody's different cheese cheese is good for you cheese is delicious not not me okay so switching gears from fueling Mm -hmm. Um, back to, I guess, the obstacles. Okay. What do you feel is the hardest obstacle out there? Um, on the infinity course. Yep. Uh, the, at least the first lap, the mud mile really (laughs) was like the hardest because there wasn't a lot of people on the course. Um, and even towards the end when I was just repeating 5k laps, there were no more open waves. It was just infinity people. Yeah. So it was few and far between. So sometimes it was kind of hard getting up and down. Okay. Um, you know, like I said, my foot got stuck on the first one. Um, funky monkey actually, like I don't find it super hard because like I am just used to using my momentum. Like if you learn to use your momentum on those, on that funky monkey one, and you have the wheel, and you just like don't hesitate, grab the next wheel, grab the yeah. next wheel. Like it's it's not that bad. Um, Arctic Enema is pretty hard. Like, <laughs> yeah. The second time I went through it, right after that was Mutterhorn, and I jumped up and I I put my leg up kind of high to get onto the thing, and I could feel it twitching like almost yeah. immediately after. So like it's not hard in like difficulty factor, but it's hard in like it could really screw up your body. Yeah. So, I mean, speaking of that, the like last or the the next few laps that you did, you decided I need to skip this because I'm trying to get in as many miles as I can. I did it on four of six. So I yeah. skipped it on two laps. Yeah. So you chose to do, there are penalties mm-hmm. if you can't complete an obstacle. So you chose to do a penalty, which you had to make up on the spot. Yep. Yeah, like I was like, what's the penalty to skip this? And yeah. they're like, there is none. I was like, all right, well, I'll just do 20 push-ups, I yeah. guess. And like, you did. Yeah. You just, just made it up. Yeah. So what were some of the other penalties that were out there that you saw? Um. So off the top of my head, I know Funky Monkey, if you missed that one, you had to run around the obstacle five times. Mm-hmm. And I think you had to high-five the volunteer every time. <laughs> I think it said that. Um electric eel which is like the crawling one Mm -hmm. all you had to do was a bear crawl basically like the length of the obstacle like it was nothing yeah 
So I did that one every time. But you time. said like some of the penalties that they're showing are easier than the actual. Yeah. And like I didn't want, I would, no matter what the penalty was, I wasn't going to do the electric ones. Like right. I don't, I've done them before and like I've been sore after them before and I'm like, not, I, not today. <laughs> yeah. Like, so I, I considered doing it on my last lap, but I was like, I'm too tired for the shit. Yeah. So, yeah. um, and I knew I was going to be sore. I didn't want to be any more sore than I yeah. was going to be. So, uh, that one, Electric eel was just the bear crawl. The um, electroshock therapy, you had to do star jumps and say, I'm a star <laughs> 10 times. But it was <laughs> okay, only 10. Like, great. it was nothing. It was 10. Yeah. Um, you I know what my favorite was out there? What? Everest. Everest. You had to get on, like, the wooden horse. Like a kid's toy kid, horse. Yeah, pony thing. Yeah. And do two laps around this little, like, penalty loop. Like, basically looking like you're and riding I think you're horse. supposed to say, like, yeah. Up or something yeah. too. I don't remember. Nay. Yeah. For different I forget. things. You had to like say something like that. Um, <laughs> that was good. And I, the other one I can remember is. I saw some infinity people doing something with a sandbag. Like, yes, that was. They picked it up over their shoulder, but I didn't know what what they were doing. That was the one where you had to swing to the bell. Oh, okay. What is that called again? I'm trying to remember the obstacle name. Um, well swung. Okay. I was well swung. Yeah. And then just the tip was like, it was like 20 sit-ups and 20 squats or push-ups or something like that. Okay. So that was probably the most extreme one. Yeah. Um, I know for me, like when I considered doing infinity, when I realized like I wanted to do an ultra, that was a concern for me, like the penalties and because you have to try the obstacle. Yeah. First. Right. You can't just opt out. Right. <clears throat> um except for like the electric obstacles you can't right. try that <laughs> yeah they can't make you do that yeah. there's too many like Touch health issues and yeah right <laughs> um okay so my last question is do you remember like a point um either an area you're running or an obstacle where you just thought it was like the hardest just mental wise like, what were you thinking or was there any, I don't know, like, I know I told you one of the, again, a podcast where one of these girls ran like a 50 mile run and, and she was like, you know what? I didn't really hit that like deep, dark place that I wanted to. Right. So I didn't know if you had any thoughts of like, what the fuck am I doing? No, honestly, like I, <clears throat> I felt really good. Um, so I had set like certain goals, obviously, and I had thought that the 5k loop closed or sorry the 15k loop closed five hours after the start Mm -hmm. and then we got there and they said six hours surprise and then um like i knew the 5k closed eight hours after and then you had that last hour to to finish um so i had kind of already in my head like an idea of time frame like where i needed to be um regardless i was like i really should try to finish those first 15 k's in five hours like if i miss it by a couple minutes it won't be a big deal because it will still be open but just as far as having time then to do a 5k lap to hit 50k right i knew i kind of needed to be on that pace um and because like it was a a fairly flat course and like i my legs felt really good like i was running you know anywhere between like a 10 30 and 12 minute pace a lot of times and a lot of my laps with obstacles were under 13 minutes right uh and the course was like 
completely empty other than infinity people. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I finished the first lap in just under two hours and I'm like, well, that's great. I have like, even if this next one takes me two and a half because of all the people out there. Yeah. And like, if I run a little slower, like I'm still like way ahead. So then I went back out and I ran it and it and honestly, like the 15 K course was not that crowded. Like when you were at the parts where both 5 K and 15k and 10k people were there Mm -hmm. it got crowded like um i remember my second lap i went i crossed the start line but i could see that a way an open wave had just gone off okay so i got to the first obstacle the barbed wire crawl one and there was just everybody was waiting to get onto the obstacle so like luckily i will say this like People were very good about letting you go. Right. They must tell them in the beginning. I don't, did they tell you? They did not. No. Oh, really? But I actually just wrote down on my notepad that I did want to mention. Not that we had to like talk about it much, but that I did want to mention. Like I know when we um, talked to, I guess it was Kyle. Did we talk to somebody else from Tough Runner? I forget. But they said that there was designated yeah, lanes we to, for we to Infinity. Chris? Yeah. That there would be designated lanes and that yeah. it's just so structured for infinity and it just kind of wasn't. It definitely wasn't. <laughs> but people- A lot of it, they said, was kind of like, uh, what do they call it? Like the honor system yeah. with, with your running and with, and like I told you, I saw some of the infinity runners like cut the course and they weren't anyone that were like trying to place, but so, you know, I kind of let it go, but- <laughs> Um, there were no designated lanes, so you had to literally cut everybody in Chris line. Chris Maltby. And- that's okay. who we talked to Infinity about. We did talk to, um, uh, oh, that Kyle, was but Florida. that was about Florida. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, you kind of had to cut everybody in line and just say like, hey, can I, which yeah, I just feel- ex- I just I- excused myself. And like a lot of times I went up the left side of the obstacle yes. to go around everybody and, and I was- just- Great. But yeah. I feel like that is important to mention for people that want to do an Infinity, like, Regardless. Or if you're on, if, or if you're doing a mutter and you see someone in a purple vest, yes. like, I thought they told you in the no. before the open heats. No, I'm surprised. Yes. So the people that ran probably had no idea what was going on. And I told you one of my friends messaged me on Instagram and was like, "Oh, I saw your man. He was wearing like a purple thing, yeah. probably competing for something." Yeah. So they had no idea what you were doing out there. Well, it's interesting because some people were like, "Purple vest coming through. Watch out!" Like. But like they saw and me coming. And were like, that's great. I'm wearing a gray shirt today. No, they no, they <laughs> saw me coming and were like, hey, Purple Vest guys, let them go through or something like I mean, that. It and looked... then like some some volunteers too were like, make sure you like leave room for yeah. Infinity Racers. You looked pretty official wearing them. So I'm sure people were like, sure. Yeah. And, and most of the people. Everybody was nice. I was right. like, do you mind if I go? And they're like, yeah, go ahead. Right. Everybody, everybody. I know. Nobody gave me a hard time. Yeah. So. But I think it's important to mention because it is something that, A, if you're running and you see people in purple vests, move. Yes. <laughs> um, but B, if you're doing infinity, uh, you will be asking people to kind of move. Yeah. So anyway, back to your question, which was like going into that second lap, mm-hmm. I was like, mentally, I was like, how much longer is this going to take? Yeah. With all the, now there's open people out there. Um, and so like when that happened, I was even more so like, ah, shit, like I hope, I hope my third lap, I'm not going off with another open wave. Yeah. And cause that's where it's the most congested in the beginning. Right. Eventually people spread out, they split off to the 5k or 15k. Um, so when I finished that lap after like 210 or whatever it was, like only 15 minutes slower. Right. Uh, and I was at, you know, barely over four hours with both of my 
15k my first two 15ks down like i was mentally like it was a confidence boost right so it was the opposite kind of like it it helped me mentally and then like i did my third i did i did my third lap and i remember there was an there was a wave in the corral getting ready to go and the mc like um there were a couple infinity people like working their way through and then i kind of worked my way through and he was like he was on the mic and he was like, guys, you do not have to walk through the crowd. You can go around the corral. And I was like, okay. well, I'm already in here. So <laughs> That's I was like, I just wanted to hear you talk more. Yeah. So anyway, I got That's through funny. there and I was like, thank God that I got off before they did. Yeah. So that all the early obstacles been- <laughs> were, were empty. Yeah. So honestly, like I liked my strategy of doing as many 15Ks as I could because mm-hmm. Like, I feel like early in the day, the 5K is probably crowded. Yeah. Because that's what a lot of people do. My experience was that, like, after I ran my three 15Ks, I did a 5K that was, like, kind of, like, a good amount of open people still out there. Especially when you get to, like, towards the end with um, Everest and Mutterhorn. Like, that was kind of backed up. Yeah. But then by the time I did my second and third, since no more open waves were going off, it was like mostly empty. Yeah. So that that is like what helped me the most is that I was running, not running into people. Like right. I was able to just run right. and I felt comfortable. And yeah, there's really no, I think for me, the longer I went, the more confident I got. And that okay. that's what helped me. Yeah, especially like I can't imagine knowing like, oh my God, I'm going to make my goal. Yeah, that I think that's the thing. Like, you know, you only have so many hours. And yeah. so since I was like, all right, I'm going to get out for three fifteen k like three fifteen k loops before it closes. Yeah. And even if I was already at four hours, I'm like, even if this one for some reason takes me three hours, mm-hmm. like if I have to walk or something, like I still have two hours to do a 5k and hit my goal. Like I'm like way ahead. Like I'm feeling great. Like, yeah. So that helped me. Yeah. That's that. That's Is that it. all your questions? Yeah, do you have anything else to add that like work, didn't work, that you would change, that you recommend or anything? Um, I don't think so. I mean, I, I think what helped me the most is just like being prepared mentally. Mm-hmm. So we didn't talk about this, but going into the race, the longest I ran was 18 miles in <laughs> yeah. a day. Now I did another like eight mile run the day after. Like I, I think the whole back to back run thing, like long run thing, is very helpful. Okay. Doing like a ten mile run and then the next day do it. I think I did a, a couple weeks before I did a ten and then eleven the next day, and like then did like a leg workout and yeah. then ran again. Like so, just fatiguing your legs. And yeah, getting I think used to that feeling. So I only tapered the last like week and a half. I think I don't. Yeah. I don't remember. But I kind of had it like scheduled laid out where I was literally doing like more mileage every week, mm-hmm. building up to a certain point. I think my the most I did in a week was like 41. Right. And then I dialed it back. Uh, and then race week, I barely did anything. I did a few three mile runs that week. But like, like you know, I did because I knew I was going to do a lap thing. You know, we went out and we did a nine mile loop. Mm-hmm. I We stopped back at the house where we had stuff in the back of the truck to transition, quote right. unquote. Then we went back out for another nine mile loop just to like, yep, you know, get used to it. And I mean, training in the heat helped. Yeah, because it was cool that it day. Was. So like, you know how it is when and your you, clothing were wet. So like, right, that was nice. You know how it is when you train in the summer and fall comes around, yeah. your times drop. Now this wasn't like sixty degrees all day, but it was still cooler Nicer. than it yep. it was. So, um, 
I mean, just, you know, making sure you have fresh legs. Like, mm-hmm. my, my I, I've heard this before, and I don't remember where, but, like, a week or two before your race, like, especially if it's in this kind of race, like, you going out and doing a 10-mile run is going to, or, like, a crazy, like, something you're not used to or, like, pushing yourself or whatever mm-hmm. is going to do more harm than good. Like, at that point, yeah. your training should be behind you, and you're trying to just get your legs fresh so that you know you don't feel like you just did right all that running right um so i think that really helped okay um and then like just you know people always say this but practicing like your nutrition and yep. stuff like that like i remember when we first started talking about it i was gonna do uncrustables yeah and i was gonna do there's something else there's a couple different shoes I tried, waffles I was going to do, yeah. and I didn't yep. use any of that because Mashed it just- potatoes, we didn't end up using Goos, that. I didn't use a single goo. Like a gel. Yeah. Yeah, because yep. it, it just doesn't like- Sit well. Sit well, yeah. Yep. Um, so like that kind of stuff. Um, and then like my, like, have a plan for your nutrition, like mm-hmm. during a race. Like I buying those Ziploc bag things because I knew that like- when I was doing my training runs, I, I packed like a full size Ziploc with 200 calories worth yeah. for an hour. And I was like sitting there trying to figure out how many of these do I need? Uh, three? Yeah. Or like when's the last time I ate? Was it, was it at this time or was it at right. that time? So just like make it as easy as possible yeah. as you can. They on say like once you start to feel hungry during your like ultra race, like it's, it's already too late. Yeah. So I think you nailed it with... Yeah. Taking the math out of it too, like you just, you know, you didn't, especially with, you know, you you can't run with your phone. Like I hear a lot of people just be like, I just set an alarm yeah. and every time my alarm goes off, I eat whatever, you know, whatever I have, but you don't have that option to run with your phone because you're, you know, doing water obstacles. So right. I think that did work for this like specific race. It's going to depend on your race. Yeah. I mean, like in this particular case, because I knew that I wasn't necessarily going a certain mileage or pace or whatever like i literally had my watch on the time of day literally like it it wasn't on my pace it wasn't on my overall time or my overall mileage or my heart rate like i checked my heart rate now and then checked my pace now and then yeah but like i had it on the time of day because i'm like i have until this time to get where i'm trying to go and they have mile markers and stuff but also like listen to your body like in the morning i had a plan and I couldn't do that because, like, my stomach was giving me issues. So, like, I had to change that plan. So just, like, again, listen to your body and, and do what you can. And the last thing I'll say is, like, we've we talked about this, is, like, How much you love prepare. Me? Yes, prepare for what you want to do, but then prepare for, like, when shit hits the fan. Yeah, be adaptable. They say that's number one. Like, <laughs> prepare. Have your strategy, right? Have what you want to do. Prepare for that. But also prepare for when that goes wrong. Yeah, I kind of, like, no offense because, you know, I love you. And I, I'm so glad that, like, you I were question able... question that sometimes. That's rude. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad this race went well for you. But, like, I... They say, like, number one for race day is, like, plan... Not plan for the worst, but, like, be adaptable. Like, something's going to go wrong. Right. And... Like, you just have to know that that's going to happen and then deal with it out there. Like, be adaptable to the situation. And I just don't feel like that happened to you and it kind of irritates me. (laughs) No, it did in the beginning. Like, before I started is when, like, it did not go according to plan. I guess, yeah. Listen, I wanted to eat eat a bagel. 
Bagel. In the morning. Bagel. And then maybe like a banana. And your caffeine drink. I ate like three bites of a bagel yeah. and my stomach was giving me problems. Yeah. And like then like right as I was about to go off, it felt better. So I was like, can I eat half that banana? Or like, remember yeah. I opened the banana, it was like all mush and like It disgusting. was. It was like watery. It was, it was nasty. weird. Like so something I, was wrong with it. I, and I was like, no, no, it no. It was infected. So I grabbed another one and, yeah. and like a, like about half of that one was good. And then yeah. you luckily was were able to give me another half of it. So I literally had like a few bites of bagel and half a banana or yeah. a banana before my race. Like yeah. that's not what I wanted to eat. Right. So then I made sure. Um, Sorry, real quick. I know this is kind of running long, but like my plan was to like eat in the beginning and eat at every pit so that the first like 20 minutes, half hour of the next lap, I didn't really have to eat too much. Yeah. I could just wait to fuel. But because of that, like I knew as soon as I started, like I started my timer to fuel. I was right. like, I need to do something in 15 minutes because like I didn't have a lot. To right. Eat. Yeah. So like that was actually the like part that really did not go according to plan. After that, everything kind of did go according to plan. So it's kind of weird how that it worked is out. Weird. Like usually if you start your day like that, like it's not going to be good. But yeah. I think it must have, it must have just been nerves or something because yeah after that it was fine so well congratulations thank you you did really well and can't i'm really to, proud of you and happy for you i can't wait to do this to you Ew. in a month Ew. talk about your Ew. ultra Lindsay's gonna do the ultra at tri-state new jersey if anyone's wondering and wants to come cheer her on don't i will be there i will not be running the ultra i might not even run the beast Wow. It depends if my toenails are still on. <laughs> They're falling Let's off. Wrap them up. They're falling I'll off any off day now. And we wanted to record this podcast while I was still sore. This I is did. the day after, and I yeah. am like, because I wanted you, I wanted yeah. it to be fresh. My feet you know? hurt the most. Yeah. My legs are sore, but like a normal kind of like I just ran a lot sore. Yeah. Not like oh my god, I'm gonna die. Right. I do remember on my one lap, like I. Remember I said I like hit some like hit a rock or something and yeah. then it felt sore like okay. the rest of it, that but luckily that was at the end. But anyway, so yeah, that was Tough Mudder Infinity. Tough Mudder Infinity. Um after Lindsay does hers, we'll I'll interview her too, but maybe then we can kind of do a ultra Ooh. episode and use kind of what we both learned and like get yeah. our thoughts together a little more and go over some tips and stuff like, I like that. It. So but yeah, I think you should add those links in there. And if yep. anyone has any questions, like reach out. Adam's super nice and friendly, and he loves to talk about this stuff. So reach out with any questions. I thought I was an introvert. No, you're like an outgoing introvert. That's true. I'm. A, what's that called? A functioning introvert. Yes, more so than me. Yeah. Like I love talking you're to you, but we're just sitting in our living room in our pajamas with our dogs on our couch. On our couch. But I have to pee, so wrap this up. All right. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, if you have any questions, reach out to us. Um, we're always available. Instagram, all that stuff's in yep. the description and everything. So yeah, keep an eye out for uh, Lindsay's episode next month. Her Lindsay. first, her first ultra. Uh, we'll talk about that. I'll flip the table on her and then flip a table on top of her. You can't do that to end it's the episode. Abuse. Well, we'll find out. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for listening. If it's your first time, thanks for checking us out. If you are returning, thanks for coming back. Make sure you like and subscribe and all that fun stuff. And we will see you on the next one. Okay, bye.